0: How will you remember 2020? I'll remember it as the year of staying home, working from home, teaching from home, no overseas travel, fewer visits to friends' homes, less eating out, more TV, more time rearranging the furniture, and definitely more home cooking. I'll also remember 2020 as the year of shortages, including toilet paper, hand sanitizer, and cup noodles. But the shortage I'll remember most was baking essentials flour, sugar, butter, yeast, items on the shopping list from the Little House on the Prairie General store in the 19th century were flying off the shelves in the 21st century. Why? The cake shops were closed. When Singapore's circuit breaker began on April 7th, Singapore's cake shops were among the businesses considered non-essential. And when they closed, my friends nearly lost their minds. Some people seemed less concerned with how to avoid a life-threatening virus than with how to survive without chocolate cake. Until that moment, I had not realized just how vital to the economy and to people's personal well-being cake was. Indeed, that moment made a lot of people ask, how can cake be called non-essential? This unique 2020 recipe, more time at home, mixed with closed cake shops, led to a boom in home baking and a shortage of flour, sugar, butter, and yeast. In this special COVID episode of Home on the Dot, we look back at home baking in 2020 through three stories. In part one, producer Sean talks to Umaira, a Japanese studies major at NUS who helps her parents with their home-based business. She shares what baking means to her family and how the circuit breaker impacted their cookie sales before Hariraya Puasa. In part two, Shria talks to her former classmate, Lim Han, who used her extra time at home to test recipes and open a home-based business, cleverly called, Needed by Han. Finally, I talk to Riz, a first-year student who also started a home-based business in the last year. Okay listeners, get your sweet tooth ready, and stay tuned. When the circuit breaker started in April 2020, brick-and-mortar cake shops closed. But so did home-based businesses, or HBB, which made food like cakes, cookies, and bread. In Singapore, everyone seems to have a neighbor or an aunt who sells pineapple tarts or cupcakes from their home kitchen. A few years ago, a student brought this to my attention with a research project on her aunt's hand mixer. Her aunt's cakes were so delicious that her friends ordered them for their birthdays, earning the aunt some money on the side. Indeed, much like the sewing machine we featured in Season 1 of Home on the Dot, hand mixers, ovens, and other kitchen tools keep many women economically and socially connected to the community beyond their front doors, while supporting the family budget. Now I see signs of home-based bakers everywhere. For instance, in the current lead-up to the Chinese New Year, empty clear plastic jars with red lids have suddenly appeared in the grocery stores. Soon they'll be filled with pineapple tarts and almond cookies, before showing up, without any labels or list of ingredients, in office pantries for everyone to enjoy. Ask where you can buy these cookies, and you're sure to get a convoluted story about a church member or a neighbor who only makes these sweet treats in her kitchen at certain times of the year. As you can imagine, the circuit breaker was a terrible blow to many home-based businesses, since they were shut down for an entire month last April. One of those affected belongs to the parents of Umaira, a fourth-year Japanese studies major at NUS. As she explains to our producer Sean, this home-based business is a family affair. Unfortunately, the circuit breaker broke many of the normal circuits of exchange that make such businesses both enjoyable and profitable.
1: I've known Umaira for three years since we took approaches to Japanese studies together in our first year. From time to time, she would indulge me and my classmates with stories about her family and share treats her mum baked for us. As the COVID situation developed last year, conversations within our circles gradually revolved around the ongoing pandemic. It was then that I learned that her family runs a home-based baking business. A few months ago, I called Umara to learn more about her family's business and to ask how COVID and the circuit breaker had affected it. So, Umara, what type of treats does your mum make?
2: So she makes um, things like butter cakes, marble cakes, banana cakes, cashew nut cookies, chocolate chip cookies. And I remember these really fondly, um, definitely around like Hari Raya and we're preparing lots of cookies for the visitors and things like that.
1: Does your dad help when it comes to baking?
2: So for my dad, he actually bakes bread. He actually really likes um, country loaf, sourdough doughs, and those can get pretty expensive in Singapore. So, he actually decided to sort of cut that cost and start making them himself. Nowadays, he's baking about uh, once a week. And he's even part of this little international Facebook group where he shares his baking ideas with uh, the rest of the Facebook members. And he gets lots of ideas from them as well. Yeah. And I can safely say I've not bought bread for maybe like two years, I think.
1: Yeah. Wow. So, both your parents actually bake different kinds of treats does a family mainly bake for themselves or do you actually sell them?
2: Yeah, I think it really started out as something that we did for ourselves, something that we enjoyed. And maybe other people, at most our extended family, when they came over, they got to enjoy these things. But in recent years, maybe last three years, four years, my parents are also involved in like a home-based business. They've been baking things at home and selling them. Often to people we don't know, or for my mother, she prefers to sell it to her friends from university. She still keeps in contact with them. And selling cookies and cakes is actually one of the main ways she sort of keeps in contact with them. So whenever maybe Hari Raya or a holiday rolls around and there's a chance to sell some treats, she says, oh, I'm open to bake some cookies and I really vividly remember one high area where my aunt actually bought some bottles of cookies and let her neighbours and friends taste them and then she collated orders from them to actually support my mom, and that really added up to a lot I probably remember like for one flavour of cookie alone like these chocolate chip I we have these chocolate chip cookies I think we like Conflicts and almonds I think those alone we baked about 20 bottles of those and delivered that to my aunt's house and that was a really big order. So
1: what is your part in this whole process of baking?
2: What is my role? Uh, I'm not one of the people who is mainly involved in making the food my job often involves packing the cookies Washing up afterwards, um, all of our bottles, they have a little label, which have my which has my mother's contact details on it, and that's my job. I make the label.
1: Mm, I understand that COVID and the new restrictions caused a ripple effect for some home-based businesses. How did COVID affect yours?
2: We had much real orders <sighs> and we were selling basically only two people, immediate family, my parents, closer friends. Well... Partly, some of the strangers, the ones that the, my aunt was helping us sell to, were from Malaysia. Malaysia closed its borders much earlier than Singapore. So they all, some of them went home, some of them didn't have jobs. So they didn't have that extra money to spend on some uh, cookies or treats. So buying cookies was sort of out of the question for them.
1: <laughs> well, it seems like very much a family process because all of you are helping each other out. Did COVID affect your family relationships as well?
2: It made things a little bit more boring at home, I suppose. Because baking as a hobby and kind of a business at the same time allows us to converge on one thing and help each other out. There's this process that we're all engaged and we're all involved in this goal of fulfilling that order. Because baking for us is not a livelihood. We're not too worried about our orders are low so we have less income this month we're not worried about that it's kind of like when you have a hobby and it sort of gets taken away from you you get sad but nothing that you worry too much about I would say
1: thank you so much Umaira it definitely feels like the family bonds that were created by your home-based business are still going strong plus the circuit breaker made life I guess a bit less interesting But at least you still got to eat some great homemade snacks, I hope.
2: Yeah, life is pretty good when you have bakers at home making all these nice treats for you to eat.
0: Dear Umaira's parents, if you're listening, are you adopting? I'm happy to join the family and help test all those cookie and bread recipes. According to Sean, Umaira is currently packaging cookies for the upcoming Lunar New Year while working on her degree. As for Sean, he's had a hand in most episodes of the past year. He was featured last in the episode called Home in a Rot about his exchange to Japan that was cut short after only two weeks. Next up, how to start a business during a pandemic. One woman makes lemon cookies out of lemons. Part two, Just What I Needed. Our next story comes from Shria, whose voice will be familiar to Home on the Dot listeners. Shria told us about her grandma's chapatis in season two's Handmade Tale and her dramatic escape from France in the early days of the COVID pandemic in the first episode of season three called The Shock of Coming Home Too Soon. Here, she talks to an old friend who made the most of COVID-19 in Singapore's Circuit Breaker. With all that time stuck at home, She started a home baking business.
3: During the COVID lockdown period, I remember seeing a rising trend on social media. Everyone was baking. Banana bread. Daily. Home bakers from every corner of the country appeared in my social media feed promoting their bake sales. One of those talents was my secondary school friend, Lim Han, who had amassed a strong following for her business, Needed by Han a pun on her name, Han. I watched in awe as this final year student from Nanyang Technological University dished out mouth-watering snapshots of her bakes, and I was even more surprised by how quickly they were selling out. I was intrigued by her passion for baking and how it evolved from a hobby to a home business, and I wanted to know how COVID and the circuit breaker had impacted her.
4: So Lim Han, what does baking mean to you?
3: Okay,
5: at first, baking started out as like a hobby, so something that I just did like, for fun, when I'm free, or when I, like, I wanted to like, give stuff to friends. But I feel like it has kind of like, changed and evolved during the COVID period. It's become like a creative expression, a place where my, my creativity can like, just explode and like, can explore different things about food as well, yeah.
4: You seem very passionate about baking. Like, what inspires this passion in you?
5: I feel like part of it comes from the fact that like there's this sense of accomplishment you get when you when you envision something that vision like becomes like reality like you can actually see it and you can actually eat it and it looks pretty so it's like wow like like I made that you know and the desire to create I feel like baking just gives me something in a way productive to do with my time it's not only something that that you that you that you create and then you like have it for yourself but something that you can like share with others so it's like that the joy that comes from like giving people what you make and seeing them enjoy as well yeah i feel like that that really helps to spur on this this baking thing yeah
4: that's great and when Mm. i see your instagram page needed by han um Mm. like i've talked to you about this already it looks so professional Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> so I just want you to tell the listeners who are listening to this podcast a bit more about this business needed by Han.
5: Okay, it started out as just as just like a baking log. I would just post um, photos of what I baked. And it, it just wanted to be like a, a compilation, you know? Like nothing fancy, whatever. I guess I was really inspired by other like baking accounts. Being so like, amazed at all that I was seeing, like how how good like all the bakes look and like the whole styling of it and I was like damn I want to do that too you know and <laughs> people started to request like for me to like for, for me to start selling my bakes and if I was like nah I'm not gonna do that you know like I, I just wasn't confident enough but I, I guess one day I was just like like if not now then when you know so like might as well just try and go for it so
4: yeah and like you said it's hard to take that first step when you are filled with self-doubt and you're not confident if your mm. bakes are good enough to even be sold in the first place. So, was yeah. there any particular thing that pushed you to take that first step? Did COVID in any way kind of like motivate you to finally start doing this?
5: Actually, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I think COVID played a big part because I mean, for one, COVID just made us all like right at home, right? It's not like yeah. we'll be doing nothing and we have so much time. So, I feel like if COVID didn't happen, I really would not have done like gone into this business because... Yeah, I will really have no time. I will be, biz- be out going out with friends, or uh, having internship, or maybe even like working part-time somewhere. Yeah, yeah. so I guess it's like a silver lining in a way. Yeah. Even.
4: You would definitely have been preoccupied with something else. So in some ways You yeah. could say That COVID was like A blessing in disguise And now that the lockdown Is no longer there And the country is opening up In different phases How do you think You will be able to sustain This venture That you have started?
5: Um, to be honest I don't know If this I feel like I may have to Take a high test Because like With uni happening I'm definitely not gonna have Like the same amount of time I feel like if um, if I'm still going to continue this, it will be very much only on the weekends. So, I really do foresee like a short break or like a semi test happening. Yeah, which I'm quite sad about because I really, yeah, I mean, I am considering going, going to it full-time. But then there's the whole, like, concern about like, you know, it won't do well, like my income and like, you know, this like uni degree. I feel like with COVID, the the home business um market has become so much more saturated. Like there's so many more people becoming like home bakers online and stuff. So the competition is real and <laughs> I feel like yeah that that was that is gonna affect whether I go into it full time or not as well.
4: Yeah exactly when I was looking at the quality of the Instagram feed of your account I was wondering like this could definitely turn into a full-time business because of how professional it looked.
6: Mm.
2: In
4: terms of like the photo qualities, how do you like upload these kind of fantastic photos? Like do you hire uh, like a photographer to do like all these amazing shots of your bakes?
5: Yeah, I so saw I actually like pay this like net geo photographer from Britain. <laughs> Are <you> like... kidding? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Okay. No oh my gosh Like this is all like I do it alone uh-huh. And But I feel like I I definitely have to credit it to like Like different like videos I've watched Like there are so many like Like tutorials out there Teaching you skills on like Photoshop And Lightroom And photography It's like knowing Knowing where's like the place for the best lighting Knowing what to put with the food What colours go um, And like you know The whole like Background Foreground Kind of thing Cause like If you want the food to be the focus, right, then the background can't be too distracting. Yeah.
4: Really interesting. It's great. Okay, thank you Lim Han for coming and sharing your story. It's really Mm. great. It's really interesting to hear how you started this small venture and needed by Han. Amazing!
3: (laughs) (laughs) The lockdown provided Lim Han with the time and resources to commercialise a long-standing hobby. And though starting and sustaining a home-baking business wasn't easy, her passion for baking and sharing it with others keeps her going. I'm inspired by the time and effort she puts into her bake sales. I can only hope to taste these treats sometime before they sell out.
0: Part 3 – Chocolate Chipping In While some university students played video games or watched all of Netflix in 2020, Lim Han started Needed by Han. She's not the only one. Riz also started a business, and she started university, which makes her one of the most ambitious people I know. Back in October, I mentioned in class that I was curious about home-based businesses, and Riz stuck around after our Zoom session to tell me about hers, called Baker Riz. Riz the baker. Baker Riz. Clever, right? In the midst of a weird and stressful online semester, our chat reminded me how amazing my students are and how much fun it is to learn more about them. Okay, Riz, thanks for talking to me today. So can you tell me what do you bake at home?
6: Um, okay, so I bake quite a number of things, but I tend to focus on homey kind of, not those really um, intricate kind of desserts, uh-huh. just like Homemade bread, cinnamon rolls Uh are one of the favorites at home. And brownie cookies. I call them brookies. Brookies? Brookies, yes. i never heard of brownie cookies, okay. (laughs) Yeah, red velvet cupcakes, Uh egg tarts, like Portuguese egg
0: tarts. Why'd you get interested in baking?
6: I got interested in baking when I was younger. Uh, It was like a time to bond with my mom.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, um, what age? Younger means, I mean, you're already younger than I am.
6: So. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Um, actually, quite young, maybe 10. Like, I would help my mom. She would bake quite a lot, and then just slowly developed from there. Um, like, when I was 13, I started baking on my own. And then, just my passion grew, and uh, that led me to join a culinary course in Poly. Is it, like, short-term, or? It's a culinary science course, actually, so it was in Poly. And so it's three years. And then I got three years. Yeah. And then I got a diploma afterwards.
0: Have you ever worked in a professional bakery?
6: Not in a professional bakery, but I have helped out in like events where I worked in a professional kitchen. Like, um, I'm not sure if you've, you know, the event, but um, the Great Food Festival. I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. By Resorts World Sentosa. My course gave us an opportunity to help out in those events
0: yeah okay and- so you say you earn some money
6: uh, mm-hmm. by doing
0: this do you want to plug your your place
6: oh uh <laughs> okay it's called bakeriz so um
0: bakeriz
6: yeah so it's b a k e r i z yeah. so it's kind of a it's kind of a word play on my name and bakeriz as in like the plural form of bakery right 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 yeah yeah, so that's... So
0: bake-riz, baker-riz. Yeah, yeah baker yeah. yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. So during the Circuit Breaker, how did that impact your baking?
6: Actually, I officially started um, like bakeries after Circuit Breaker. Okay. So during Circuit Breaker, um, I was actually doing the product development, basically making the products that I wanted to sell and... Seeing which was the best recipe for it, yeah. I mean, um, actually, before that, when I was in the course, I was selling stuff. There wasn't a bakeries. There's just right. it was just uh, oh oh Do you guys want like like friends of friends? Do you guys want red velvet cupcakes? I, I sell them for like twelve, uh, for like, uh, twelve pieces. Yeah. So only after circuit breaker did it really. I made all the advertisement materials and all that and like yeah the product development.
0: Did you have any trouble getting products during that time? Like I heard, people have trouble getting flour or bit butter or. Yes,
6: yes. There was, uh, I had to go to multiple like grocery stores. Yeah, there was there was a lot of, um, and cream cheese. Everybody was making like this Basque burnt cheesecake. It was like a fad, and like and bananas, banana bread. Oh, everybody made this. Everybody
0: cheese, was, like, was making bread. banana yeah. bread, so there was a run on bananas. Okay.
6: Yeah. yeah In <laughs> Basque, hard
0: burnt. Cream yeah. what was it? Basque burnt cheesecake. Oh man, I've never heard of that.
6: Oh, okay.
0: You, oh, should, you no, should that's not true. I have a friend who made that a couple of months ago. That's that's what that was. Okay, because it was she said it's cheesecake, but it looks so different from any cheesecake I Yeah, hear. it's
6: a very special kind of um
0: cheesecake. <laughs> and you made it?
6: Uh yeah, I made it before once. It was it was kinda nice, but I I, I didn't it is really rich, so. <laughs>
0: it is really rich. Yeah. So what's your biggest seller?
6: My biggest seller probably at the moment would be the Brookies. The, the Brownie cookies. Okay.
0: Yeah. And so, how many do you think you sell in a week? Or is this all insider information you can't tell me?
6: Oh, no, no. I, I can, but um, I usually do bake sales. I don't really have like orders per week. Okay. Only during that bake sale date.
0: So that means what you just wait until you have some free time and then you bake a bunch.
6: Yeah. I and, like, then and then you post
0: online and say like I have all these things available.
6: I I mean I post online first and then I'll say like oh like I I'll see my my schedule mm-hmm. and then see when I have like time to bake and yeah. then I'll be like uh then I'll create all the materials and I'll advertise like oh on this date um you can buy um the baked goods and uh
0: whatever the baked goods are. Yeah. yeah. So you would only make them, though, if someone ordered them, or you're going to make them no matter what?
6: It would depend on my on my free time. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, just recently, um, during Teacher's Day, because my brother is a teacher in an autism school, so uh, I baked, like, 230 pieces of
0: brookies for, wow. as, like, a Teacher's Day gift. Yeah. Okay, thanks for uh, answering my questions.
6: Yeah, no problem. Good luck with the
0: company. And when you're super wealthy, someday remember me. And then, uh, you know, uh, if I ask you for donations for the university, you can chip in. You can chocolate chip in.
6: Okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, take care. Okay. Thank you. After last year's circuit breaker, I don't think anyone will again claim that cakes and cookies are not essential. These days, Singapore's cake shops are again open, but we all know that the tastiest treats are made at home. So, in this new year, I look forward to trying out some of the sweet treats made in the kitchens of my students, including the three fabulous bakers featured here. This three-course meal of an episode was written and produced by Sean, Shria, and me. Johan Tan was our sound engineer, with assistance from David Chu. Thanks again to Umaira, Lim Han, and Riz for sharing their stories, if not their recipes. Some sweet updates before we go. Umaira reports that her mom is currently making cashew nut cookies, chocolate chip cookies, and cranberry oatmeal cookies for the upcoming Chinese New Year. Lim Han appears to be on hiatus as she finishes her last year at university. And Riz, the communications and new media major, made over 250 cookies in December and sold out. Over the break, she was also invited by NTU's Student Integration Committee to conduct baking workshops for their international students. And she's been trying some new recipes, like pineapple tarts, for Chinese New Year. She says she feels very grateful for the opportunities she has received through bakeries. And she's happy to have spread a little happiness to others. This week I want to give a shout out to some faithful listeners, including Stan, who always remarks on each episode, and Premi, who baked that Basque burnt cheesecake I mentioned in my interview with Riz. I know it was difficult to track down the cream cheese, but it was worth it. We have links to all these exciting home-based businesses, as well as news links about the circuit breaker and its impact on such businesses on our homepage, tinyurl.com slash dot. You can also find us on Facebook, just search for Home on the Dot.